I'm here to unravel nearly everything in life that gets complicated. Everything doesn't have to be so hard, even if we try and make it that way ourselves. I aim to uncomplicate what has often gotten complicated, life, and all things fitness, nutrition, healthy, balanced lifestyle. I will talk from my own personal experiences as a personal trainer, nutritionist, business owner. I will bring in experts who know better than me. I will talk about it from the experience from my clients and their successes and their failures. Everything you need to know to give yourself permission to be a little less so you can do a little more. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Stressless Lifestyle podcast. I'm Nikki. I am the creator and founder of Stressless Lifestyle and the Stressless Nutrition Method. Today, we're going to be talking about setbacks. What is a setback? Well, it's something we all have. Every single one of us has some sort of setback in our life, something that stops your forward progress. Now, is that a bad thing? And we might, we'll get there. We all have had an injury, a change in routine, travel, whether it's unexpected travel for work or something fun. We have setbacks in our mood. How many of you, how many of us suffer from seasonal affective disorder? That's a setback in my book because you can be charging full ahead with life and feeling amazing. And all of a sudden the sun disappears and bam your mood changes for like months. (laughs) So the seasons can even be setbacks. What if you live somewhere where it gets extremely hot and you can't do your routine that you've done before, or you live somewhere that gets really cold. And if you are used to taking daily walks, all of a sudden now those daily walks, they can't happen. So seasons can be a somewhat of a setback. A setback would be something that stops you from doing what you want to do or takes you backwards or what you perceive as going backwards. And that's where we're going to go with this. It's your perception of the setback that is really going to make a major difference in your life and how you proceed. Setbacks can increase your stress. They should. They can also benefit you. I'll explain how a setback or how the stress from a setback will affect your body. I'll explain how it will affect your life and your goals and how you can move forward from that setback using it to your benefit, whether it's an injury or travel or any of those. Really, it's going to be how you handle that setback that's going to determine how you come out of it, whether you're considering yourself backwards or left behind or starting over, or if you consider yourself the same. Okay. I didn't move forward. I didn't achieve that goal, but at least I'm in the same place I was before. Same is good. And I think a lot of people, myself included, the word status quo used to freak me out. I know that's weird, but I hated the status quo. I hated things that were just the same. But I've realized over time that that's actually an okay thing. It's necessary because if you can't stay the way you are, if you can't keep things the way they are, then you're not good enough at it, right? 
if you can't just keep, let's say, we can talk about nutrition. If you can't keep your nutrition right on track and stay the same, if you're always gaining or you're always struggling, you can't just stay the same. You can't just keep your body and your health in the same spot. You're constantly going up and back, up and back. That's not healthy. That's not learning nutrition. So status quo and maintenance are actually very helpful. If you're learning a new skill, let's say you're at work and you're learning a new skill and you're constantly having to start over with that skill, that's not status quo and that's not helpful. You're never going to move forward if you can't just realize that staying the same for a couple weeks is actually really beneficial because it gives you the opportunity to learn it, soak it up and be able to do it without really thinking too much, being able to do it without it being a struggle then you can move forward to the next level, the next hard thing. So let's consider something like your nutrition, right? That's what we do here. Or your workouts, both health and fitness. Let's think about an injury and how that can set you back well or keep you the same. If you have an injury, you've got a torn quad. (laughs) That would be painful but it happens. Let's say you've got, or a shoulder injury. Let's go with that one. That's way more common, right? Especially as we get older, our shoulders. Why is it that when we get older, we get more shoulder injuries? Well, there are lots of reasons, to be honest. Posture changes, muscular structure changes. We lose muscle and man, shoulders are, shoulders are weak. Have you ever seen how your shoulder stays in its socket? just muscles. It's just hanging there. So you got to take care of those shoulders. So let's go with shoulder injury, right? You can look at that setback, that shoulder injury as time off. Oh man, I got to take time off. I can't work out. I can't, I can't even move. Or you can look at it as, wow, I was not doing things in a very balanced way. I was not working all of the muscles of my shoulder or my upper back. And I created a horrible imbalance and now I've got an injury. So what I'm going to do with that information is, first of all, I'm going to focus on a body part that is important to me. That's going to help my body stay strong while I'm recovering the shoulder. So say abs, core, glutes. Let's stick with the muscles in that same muscle group, your core, shoulders to glutes. So it gives you opportunity to focus on something that's going to keep your body nice and strong. And it gives you the opportunity to realize you need a more well-rounded routine. If the injury came from an imbalance, not all injuries come from an imbalance. Sometimes injury comes from carrying something wrong or overuse. You know, if you're carrying your purse on the same side all of the time, you could hurt yourself. If you open your car door the same exact way for 30 years straight and you're not progressing your muscle structure, you could injure your shoulder. So yeah, injuries are very, very, very uh, common, but we can look at it from a positive perspective. And when you come out of that injury, when you come out of it with a stronger core from your abs to your glutes and the knowledge that you need to fix that shoulder in a way that strengthens everything in your body, strengthens your shoulder so it doesn't keep getting re-injured, that's progress You might not have bigger shoulders in a month or two because you had to take time off, but man, you have got everything else 
that is better. So that's progress. Let's think about travel, changes in routine, last minute things for work that are keeping you from the gym or keeping you from uh, food prepping or even just cooking a decent meal. That's a setback. And I'm not going to say that there's a positive to that because in the moment, that's stressful. You've been on track for five weeks solid and then all of a sudden work is like, bam, here you go. You've got to work till 10 o'clock at night. You've got this project to finish. That does suck. And that has that gives you some acute stress in the moment when you realize, oh, this is gonna be a long, this is gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long haul. So that's a setback that is something in the day, you know, that one day or those two days or so, however long you're gonna be working extra. And you're gonna be messing up that routine. So you've got to set back in your routine. But the positive to that is that maybe you needed the time off. Maybe you needed the skip in your routine so that you can realize, hey, you know what? I actually work out better at lunchtime. I actually get a better workout before work. Who knew? Who knew that getting up a few minutes earlier, well, maybe an hour earlier, made me work out more effectively? Who knew? So there are, I mean, I'm not like a, you know, toxic positivity type person. That just bothers me. I am a positive thinking person. And sometimes I try and put positive spin on things because there are positive spins on things, but not on everything. Like I realize, you know, the whole everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's, that's true, but it doesn't mean everything happens for a reason. And that reason is a good reason. So let's, let's just, let's get that out out there in the open. I definitely know that things happen for a reason and they're not good reasons, but what you come out of that with is how you progress. If you come out of this negative situation that, yeah, it's negative and it sucks. But if you come out of that with an appreciation for the fact that you were able to stay in routine prior or the fact that you've been able to find a new routine that actually works better for you, then that's good. That is forward progress. Everything in life might have stayed the same except for your job. Hey, maybe you needed that. And because of that, you're going to get a promotion. You know, there are things that happen for a reason. And yes, it sucks in the moment. And I wouldn't say, oh, you have to be positive about this, but there are ways to move forward. So let's go with how this all affects you. So let's talk about this on the workouts from the workout standpoint. Workouts, and I've mentioned this before, uh, if you, it depends on how you work out. If you are a bodybuilder, you know, even CrossFit where you're doing hard, intense, all of the time exercises or workouts, um, a lot of people say you got to take deload weeks. I myself, when I lift, when I'm in a routine of um, heavy lifting, deload weeks are very important. A deload week is for your central nervous system just as much as it is for your body. Deload means not progressing time off, not a vacation. It's not get out of the gym and don't come back for a week. It's time from that forward progression. You can take it at 50% of effort. You can take it at 50 to 60% of your weight. Do the same workout, just cut that weight. You can change your workouts. I like during deload weeks for myself, I like to do something different. I add in a little bit more Pilates. I do some more yoga. I still do my lifting. I just do it I feel like it's time when I can scroll my phone a little bit more during the rest breaks. I can, you know, I'm, you're deloading for your muscles and your structure, but you're also giving your brain the opportunity to not focus so much on that forward progress of your workouts. 
It gives your central nervous system time to relax because even just trying to fit in a workout, making sure you get to the gym, making sure you get your nutrition right, making sure you get all that making sure, that's a stress on the body, on your central nervous system. It's decisions you have to make. It's things you have to do. So to recover that central nervous system from all those decisions and those things you have to do, you take a deload week. And you know what? This comes from a place of bodybuilding, however, and powerlifting, certainly, and Olympic lifting for sure. But this is for anybody. I don't want anyone to see when I talk about deload weeks because they are they are built into our programs to say, well, I just do spin or I just do at home, you know, hit every day or I do a little bit of Pilates. I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of that. And if you have a hodgepodge of workouts, um, I'm not knocking hodgepodge workouts. I think that they get you moving and they do what you need to do, right? Um, and that's important to remember that you may not be taxing your body in a way that, say, a bodybuilder or an Olympic lifter or weightlifter is doing, but you are still taxing your nervous system. So when you see someone say deload, someone like myself say deload on social media or in, in a writing or talking about taking time off, don't say, well, I don't have to do that because I don't lift like that. I just do my whatever I do. But you need a deload week as well. You need that time off. You need to give yourself that setback because setbacks aren't always negative. I think the term setback should be, it's a setback, but you should stay the same because you can come back from a deload week. You can come back from some time off even stronger. And that's something to think about. So when you come back from a setback or from some time off, you can absolutely come back stronger. You can come back in a way that is more energized, more focused, and more ready to keep moving forward. We in the fitness world, we have these time off, this time off, those deloads, we have them built into life. So when one happens to you, why do you think it's a bad thing? If you have never said, I'm gonna take a week off. I mean, vacations count. But vacations where you continue working out crazy hard, though, don't count. <laughs> so if you've if you've got a setback and you're like, why does this happen to me? This is horrible. Like we actually program those in and they're very effective. I mean, anyone shooting for a lifting goal knows that after a deload week, you kind of get excited because that next workout or the or the workout after, you can certainly hit some PRs. You can hit those personal records and it's an amazing feeling. during the time off, not an amazing feeling. Just like if that time off is from an injury or changing routine or travel. Yeah, that's not a good feeling, right? Like work travel. I like work travel, but it's not a good feeling to have that, that forced time off. But man, when you come back from it and you're better than ever, that's where those work for you. So how does it, how does the stress play into this? Well, when you have a setback, you can cause extra stress. That setback itself, if it's an injury, if it is a mood setback, if you got cranky, if you got extra, extra anxious, if, if it's something that's affecting you emotionally uh, or physically, then it can cause you extra stress during the moment or while you're thinking about it. And we all know stress is uh, not good. And I, there, there are good stresses eating in a caloric deficit when you're trying to lose body fat for health reasons, yes, that is a good stress. It's stress on your body to be in low calories, but it's an okay stress because you're trying to get your health right, right? 
Uh, workouts are absolutely a stress on the body, but that's okay. It's a good stress. You have to put your bones under stress for them to grow. Ever, anyone ever have osteoporosis? I've had clients who were diagnosed with osteoporosis. My own daughter has osteoporosis at the moment. Hopefully we can fix that. Um, and the only thing they prescribe besides IV, you know, IV, IV intervention um, is working out, literally lifting resistance training, um, band work if you're not strong enough yet, dumbbell work, walking, pounding on those bones, putting strain on your bones builds them up. And it's the same for you. You, you, you need that positive stress because it helps you be a little more resilient when other stresses happen. But we all know that all of these stressful situations, they do cause us to have a little bit of extra water weight. We feel a little fluffy. Why is that though? Why, why do we feel so uncomfortable and out of shape and like, oh, that stressful situation or that week and now I'm five pounds heavier? No, it's not body fat. I mean, unless you eat like cake every single day and it was like three cakes a day. But let's be real. That probably didn't happen. So why is it that you're extra puffy? Why, why, does, why does this stress and these, these setbacks we're talking about, why do they cause you to gain weight? Well, what happens when you have extra stress, when you have a stress in your system, what happens is your antidiuretic hormone, your ADH, it's increased. You always have it. You always have this hormone in your body that doesn't want you to lose water weight. But you know what you do have also is progesterone. Progesterone is a, na- a natural diuretic. It kind of balances that out. So you have antidiuretic hormone that gets increased during times of stress. And its whole entire purpose is to retain and conserve body fluid because the time of stress, you know, we're still mammals, we're still animals, and we still have that that need to protect ourselves from death and famine, right? So uh, body fluid is very helpful for that because, you know, your body doesn't know, are you shutting down? Do you need this water? Because you can't live without water. You can't be dehydrated. So we're going to hang on to this water to keep it in your system. Um, and then also cortisol. I mean, we've all know that cortisol increases, but did you know that antidiuretic hormone also increases? So what happens with cortisol increases is that you actually causes your liver uh, kidney to retain sodium. And when you retain extra sodium, even sodium that you're normally eating, it's going to retain that sodium. What's that do? That increases water weight. It makes your sodium, makes your body hang onto water. The H2O binds to the NACL and it creates extra, that's not even, I mean, that's like how you do it in eighth grade biology, <laughs> but then they crisscross and they mismatch. And then you've got some extra water molecules hanging around. It's, um, it's not fair, but it's necessary. It makes sense when you think of it when your body is just trying to protect you and it's just water weight. So I don't need you to think, Oh, I'm going to have this stressful time or this time off of working out and I'm going to get heavier. A lot of people actually, when they take time off and they embrace that time off, come back a lot lighter because when you embrace the time off, you embrace that setback, realizing that's okay, your cortisol will not increase. Your stress will not increase. You're taking it for what it is. You're not stressing out about it and your body can heal. Your body will recover and that extra ADH it doesn't happen. The extra cortisol from all that stress for that week or two, it doesn't happen. And you actually release 
all the water from the, the moment the stress happened, that acute situation, right? The moment, like I say, it's an injury. The moment that happens, you're going to increase your cortisol. That's going to happen. It has to happen. It's, it's protective. But when you take that time off and you realize I'm healing, I'm taking care of myself, that sodium, that retention that would normally happen during long-term stress, it disappears. You don't have that. You can come back better. You come back feeling better because you know, I didn't put on weight. I just stuck with my nutrition. I did well. I drank my water and I healed your body. You recovered and rested everything about yourself. Even if it's just, even if it's travel, you recover and you, and you rest and you come back feeling better and you're able to keep moving forward. So that's how setbacks can keep you actually moving forward. Think of them as necessary time off. Now, I mean, what happens if you have a planned week off? This happens to like nearly everybody. You have a planned week off, you go on vacation, perfect, that's time off. And then you come back ready to hammer it hard and then you're sick, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Now you've just got an extended time off and that's okay because you have to heal your body. You need that status quo. You need the calories to heal your body. You, so you got to keep eating and you need the body to sleep and recover because recovery and growth happens during sleep. You actually produce more human growth hormone while you're sleeping and human growth hormone is what repairs the body. So you got to sleep and the more sleep you get, the more human growth hormone you have. So you've got to repair. So yeah, you might have an extra long week. Don't let that stress you out either. It's important. Time off is okay. What I don't want you to do is take those, you know, those two weeks, maybe that one week and then the extra one and turn it into three or four or five or six weeks off. That's different, right? That's different. So your mindset around a setback is this is necessary time off that I need to do to heal my body. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to be the same. I'm not going to be set back. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to undo everything I've done. I'm going to use this to maintain, maintain my routine, maintain my health, maintain my mindset around my goals and moving forward. I'm going to use this setback to be better at just living so that way when I'm all healed and ready to go, I can move forward. It's your deload week. Whether it's a travel week, you're changing your routine, you got cranky, be in it and then move forward. So my perspective on setbacks is they happen. Believe me, with all of the hundreds and or more of, I haven't counted lately, people that I have worked with, even with just nutrition, a setback is bound to happen. And let me tell you, you sign up for something and setbacks like happen. I think you recognize setbacks more when you are ready. When you're ready to make a change, when you're ready to start, you know, nutrition or focusing on nutrition or getting on better on nutrition, when you like make that decision and then like something happens, you get sick or I don't know, a kid is sick or something like that. It's like, you're like, man, why does it always happen right when I'm about to make a change, right when I commit to this? I don't think that it's be, it happens. I don't think that they happen like that because it's not like this hor horrible karmic situation. I believe you just recognize it more. If you weren't going to focus on your nutrition, your kids would get sick anyways. You were going to have a field trip to go on and a work trip to go on. It was going to happen regardless. You just noticed it more and it impacted you more. So you have to think about your mindset around all these changes 
and realize that it's up to you to determine how that's going to affect you. Are you going to come out of it status quo and not let that word scare you? (laughs) Are you going to come out of it status quo or are you going to let yourself stress yourself backwards? It's hard. I'm right there with you. This is something I literally have to tell myself and I always recognize it after the fact. But there have been setbacks where in the middle of it or when I've noticed it, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is my time off. I need this. and I'm going to come out of this better. And you really, sometimes you got to give yourself that little pep talk. So I want you to think about any setback that you have and how you've come out of it. If you think less of your setback as less of a stressful situation and a a horrible bummer situation, you're going to come out of it better. That's life. I mean, if life were always moving forward and only moving forward, it'd be kind of weird, right? I mean, it wouldn't be life. It would just be this thing. You just ride this train forward and you're not learning anything. You don't learn how to do better. You don't learn how to be better. You don't learn what needs to be changed and then go learn how to change it. You don't learn anything when everything's just easy peasy moving forward. So they're all learning situations. I know that sounds like extra positivity, but it's true. Even in the negative, you learn from it. It sucks. Yeah, but you're going to learn from it. So I want you to think about how you handle a time that doesn't go as planned and use your mind to let yourself know that that's okay and you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. As you're listening, as you're done here, maybe you're taking a walk, I want you to think about the exactly thing, how you're doing, how you handle a setback. I want you to think about if you actually give yourself time off. Do you give yourself time off of thinking about all the things you have to do and doing all the things you have to do? And when you do give yourself that time off, do you imagine yourself moving forward and coming back better? Or do you get in that headspace that says this sucks and this is pulling you backwards. I want you to, to practice moving forward. Practice understanding that that break is there for a reason. Man, that's hard. I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. That's why I'm, I understand this from the outside perspective based on all the education I've had. But man, as a person, as a whole human being who is probably just like you, that's hard. <laughs> it's hard not to dwell on it, but don't dwell on things. I always give myself one day, one day, as I tell the girls too, and tell my children, one, give yourself one day to be mad, to be frustrated, or if it's a smaller situation, you know, it's only an hour or two, give yourself a moment and put a deadline on that wallowing and being mad and that sadness, put a deadline on it. And during that time you're wallowing, you're going to write down in your journal on a piece of paper, I have pieces of papers everywhere in this life, everywhere. Just write down, I needed this break. I'm okay. And then you write down one way that is you're going to move forward from this and how you're going to be better. And then that day is over. That moment is over. You wake up the next day and you're like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. That's your homework because you're going to say, well, I won't have a setback. You will. You will. You're going to have a setback. It's going to happen. Might be a, a cold, might be, who knows what it might, might be a holiday that just comes up way too fast. There's going to be a setback and you're going to say that you're going to be mad about it. You're going to embrace that madness because if you don't acknowledge it, you're just shoving it away and you're not being real. You're not being true to yourself. So acknowledge 
how much it sucks that you're off your routine or you can't do something. Be in it. Write down how you're going to come out of it better. And then do the thing. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for joining. Hope you learned something. Did you know there are two ways that you can work with me in a stress-less lifestyle? There's two ways. Online membership. That is something that you can do monthly. It's still personalized. You get adjustments as needed. It's all just exactly what you need, but you're in a small group, virtually online. And then there's the exclusive one-on-one plan. It's a 12-week commitment to start with. It's highly personalized. It's for the no-nonsense, high-achieving, no-fluff. You're too busy for a group setting situation where you need to sit down and watch all these videos in a row. I'm there for you. I talk to you. We have a weekly meeting and we discuss everything that we need to do. We also work on stress management and sleep tactics that help your nutrition, your overall well-being. You're the kind of person that really needs to be on point to be the most high-achieving person that you can be, mostly lawyers, business owners, and top sales professionals. If that's you, exclusive is for you. If you simply want to get in, figure it out, see what carb cycling and personalized nutrition is about, membership might be right for you.